Welcome back to the Red Cedar Wrap. This week, Jake and I touch on our experience in Madison, as well as the game we had against the Badgers. And then we go into our outlook on the future of Michigan State football. Let's go. Your Spartan Marching Band. So Matt just came back from Madison, very disappointing Madison. I have to say the most annoying phrase that I have heard is first down Wisconsin. And they all repeat it back to the guy, right? It's like first down Wisconsin, first down Wisconsin. (laughs) You know what's annoying is that you hear it like four times in a row because they got a first down like every first down. Oh my God. I mean, people behind us were getting so tired of saying it, but then they realized they were winning by a ton, and then, of course, the boost got kicking in. So, yeah, I mean, it was a uh, it was a fun trip to Madison. I've been there before, but never for game day, and it's up there with maybe the best environments I've ever been to. I mean, I've been to Old Miss, so that was totally different. That was something that probably never be topped at the tailgating experience. But Madison is the experience with the town and the tailgating may have topped Oxford and the tailgate. I mean, it's right up there, one two for sure. For one's experience, yeah, I, I got to say for even just the Big Ten, I have not been to Columbus yet, and I have not been to Penn State yet. So uh, those are ones I hear us. But overall, tailgate experience, man, we missed out. Madison knows what's up. Yeah, I mean the the good balance between bars and people in the street. The weather was perfect Big Ten football tailgate weather. Their Wisconsin fans, fans were, were super nice. I yeah, mean, man. man, they you hear about being nice, and I hear Michigan State's kind of the same way. It, obviously, you can run into some people. I'm sure some people had some problems with some Wisconsin fans because it's, you know, individually. But as a whole, the fan base was super nice before I mean, and after. Obviously, after they were nice to us. I mean, but, just but where we were tailgating. They were super nice. They had a couple guys there. I mean, they were helping us park. Oh, yeah. They, had, they were offering food. Um, spotted cow. I mean, the 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 beverage of Wisconsin. Spotted cow, was delicious, delicious, and it just was. Everyone was happy. Everyone talked about it um, before and after the game. I mean, it granted, it's ten times easier to be nice when you just won thirty eight nothing. So there's that. Yeah, but even when we walking out, you know, we, no one's even giving us shit for you know getting our shit pushed in. Like if you go, to, if that was in and out. In Ann Arbor, Columbus, people would be mocking you and saying stuff to you in the street. That didn't happen at all, Madison. Either they would just talk to you normally and wouldn't say anything. I didn't hear anyone chirping or anything, just talking any smack at all, walking out of the stadium. Yeah, and I think I think most people were nice about it. I mean, again, like you said, like I said, it's it's easy to do it when you win like that. Uh, What's an onslaught? But even beforehand, I mean, just tailgate was fun. It was nice to be back out at tailgate. Uh, we had like fourteen people, two cars. Uh, bumps and everything. One thing, one thing. If Madison wants to get better at anything, porta potties. Yeah, more bathrooms. Jeez. I thought our situation was bad at East Lansing. There was like it was way worse. In the there Madison. was like six within a five block radius from what we were yeah. walking. It was ridiculous. Hour wait, pretty much to get to go to the bathroom. Hour wait when you get close to game time. Other than that, experience was great. The stadium was nice. Um, typical college football stadium. Doesn't have all the frills, but nice environment i mean the environment was great for them i mean 
they were happy the whole game. The jump around on the third quarter was exciting to see, be there for it. I can say I was there. I didn't feel like jumping at all. No. But but it was really cool to feel it, though. I mean, it, would, it felt like an earthquake. Like, it was really cool to actually see in person. Um, and little did I know, they also have another one where they all sing Build Me Up Buttercup. And yeah, that was it, pretty cool. Yeah, it cuts out and everyone's still singing throughout like a play and a half, honestly. I think the traditions run well in Wisconsin. Camp Randall is a top five stadium to go visit. Uh, do it when it's this temperature and not November. Uh, but great food, great beer, great people. Uh, just needed a better game. Yeah, That's all we needed. For anyone that wants to go, whether your team's playing there or not, just to check it out. Also, like the campus side of it too. Like, oh, I'm die hard, die hard, East Lansing. Obviously, we got a podcast, but State Street, Regent Street, all that that was that was nice. That's awesome for a campus. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's it's a good mixture of uh, city and and campus. It's kind of like an Ann Arbor. I think it's like an Ann Arbor East Lansing hybrid. Uh, Madison is no way. Yeah, like more nature like a like an east lansing but more of like a city like ann arbor where it's kind of intertwined with the campus the best of both worlds yeah of course but yeah and the, we had but a, madison's got the two lakes which takes it over the top of any city really i also thought it was very really nice we had uh 14 people go 13 of which were spartan fans one was a, a badger fan uh my cousin's girlfriend came yep. in she Super was nice. amazingly nice about this because uh, let, let's put it there. Let's flip the roll up. If I was the 14th person at a Wisconsin game being Michigan State, I don't think I would have that much class to be that nice. Uh, I would have been clowning. Oh, uh, I would have been clowning for sure. She's, wanna... new. She's new to the fan, though, right? True, so sure true. Big impressions, big impressions. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but, yeah, shout out to the Wisconsin uh, fan base. Thanks for the hospitality. It was great. But let's let's talk about the game now, the unfortunate side of this game. Last week we talked – about how important this game was. And I just don't feel like this team came out with any striking force. I mean, there was nothing positive in this game. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what you really want to talk about during the game. I mean, here's the best play of the game, the fake punt. punt. That's it. That's literally the only time we had to cheer maybe the whole game, other than the first drive when they got – they fumbled the snap, and they were like third and 19. We stopped them, so we got three and out. Or maybe they got a first down on the first drive. But we stopped them real quick on the first drive. And then that was the highlight of the game until the fake punt, which we ended up doing nothing with. How, sad, how, that, how sad is that? Our 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 best play at the line of scrimmage was a fake punt. And, and, and granted, I was happy that they ran it. I mean, I wish we were close yeah, enough to them even mattered about running it. It didn't but, even matter. But, like, that's what I asked for last week. But. That's the best play we had. I mean, the offense looked so sad. It was an embarrassment. Couldn't move the ball. Couldn't make plays. It might have been the most embarrassing game under Mark D'Antonio, honestly. Like, it was the same score as it was against Alabama in the playoff. But the playoff, we went into halftime down 10-0, and we had been driving there to end the half to, like, possibly score until they throw the pick in the end zone. Like, they showed more life in that game than they did on Saturday. And I hate to say like the keyword, but the, the team quit. Oh yeah, like oh, we, yeah. after Lewerke threw that pick, we were sitting right there where they took it into the pick six, and I said, "Just watch these guys walk off the field." And you could see them. 
I remember that we depressed. had to stand up. We stood, both stood up. Hey, and yeah, I, watch, I, I said you, hey, watch Lewerke walk off. Like, watch yeah. Cody walk off. And then yeah, and I, I stood up watching it, and it, it just looked miserable. And then you got pulled. Watch. It was just, there's no fight. There's no fight at all. Nope. And I know it's coming off a back a tough game against Ohio State where they thought they could have played better, and then you got to go to another top 10 team on the road, and that's not, like, you know, best scheduling for us. But it's no excuse to not show up at all. It, it it was a disappointment and it, it it hurts, but then it also does it not give you a little relief of like okay that was football season, you know that's now, the worst. But that, that's that's where we're at and that's where the worst thing is for this program can be is everyone now is just apathetic, yep. and that's the worst place you can be as a as a program. Like you can either have people angry because they care and they want they expect better. And they want to see better, and they're angry at the coaching staff or at the players. You get people excited because they're doing well. So it's either like love, hate. Those are two emotions that actually have to want to see from a fan base for a, for the team. Apathy when not caring is when you're in trouble. When people don't care anymore that you win or lose. That's the worst place you want to be as a football program, and that's where we're yeah. pretty much at. And yeah. and people will say, well, you know, it's four and three, lost a game you shouldn't have lost to Arizona State, and you lost two top ten teams on the road. But it's more than that because it's building upon 2018 when there's no improvement, and it's 2016 when we went three and nine, and then we came back and bounced back. But when you're, there's no changes in the off season, going back to all these podcasts we've had before in the season, it's. It's building upon itself, and 2019 is just more of the same. And, and, and we don't see any change on the horizon to be any better. That's where the apathy is now set in for the fan yep. base. Yeah, and let's let's kind of go back in the thing where when we went three and nine, and then nine and three, the three and nine was the outlier, right? Had good seasons before that, three uh, three and nine, and then go back and, and and have a positive season. But now that nine and three has now become the outlier, right? We're getting a six-loss game season. This one, I mean, we're on the verge to go. You know, people are saying seven-five because like they chalked up Illinois and Maryland and Rutgers. Like those teams aren't going to play us tough. You know, those teams have been in this yeah, situation, they, they and they might have the more, sure. more. They probably have way more uh, positivity and morale going through their bloodstream than our team is right now. I mean, we're people are going through transfer portals now. Granted, that's understandable that they're not playing, but still. I mean, there's just so much going on that's plaguing the team in in bad negative mindset. And obviously, the fan base is pissed, so it's just a very big negative mix, and we're not in a good spot right now. No, I mean, like, yeah, so he mentioned 7-5, everyone's saying that. So, yeah, you probably beat Rutgers because they're probably in a worse spot than we are. But if you look at trajectory, I believe Illinois fans and Maryland fans think that their program is trending up. I mean, it's not going to – I mean, they're so low that's the only place they can really go, but we're <laughs> going down. So, like, they they will play up when they play us. So they can see us as a team that they can beat. Yeah. So, us losing one of those games would not even surprise me. Even though we it's get like both the, at home, I wouldn't even be shocked. Isn't it like Nebraska last year where you felt to go, give up? Yeah. It's you just – It's an Oregon game. You know, just – you just – you feel it. And now it's like – now it's trickled into further than just, like, half a season. And now it's like this is what we are right now. And it's hard to get through that. I mean, those, this is like John L. Smith grudging. That's where days. we're at. It's like let, let's get to fo- basketball season, right? That's where it, it was under those guys under 
Bobby well, Williams, work John today, Allen. That... It's like, let's get the let's get the ba- basketball. Let's mm-hmm. worry about that. It's like, but we don't want to go back. We've been to the top. We don't want to go back. I'm not saying every year you got to go to the playoff or every year you got to go to the Rose Bowl, but we the don't want to go back down to where we the football season's over in the second week of October. And I'm not asking for you know national champion. I I would love that, and and though I I understand how difficult that is in college football to have a shift in dynamics of blue bloods, but I'm asking for a Big Ten championship. I enjoyed going to the hundredth Rose Bowl. I enjoyed yeah. going to the Cotton Bowl. Let's you know? just say, and yes, you know, when you do that, you keep wanting to go higher and higher but let's be honest i mean we've we we understand what michigan state football is and what the recruiting is and what the draw is to come here and play i'm asking big 10 championship that is not a tall order you know that that's something that any team in the big 10 should be able to strive for that's what i'm saying if you strive to win big 10 championships i think that's realistic and it's capable of doing it's we've have done many times this decade now, if you win the Big Ten, it puts you in good position to be in a playoff, and then you can see where the chips lie there. We'd probably always be underdog going into that, but you at least there, right? And you, you're at the you're at the party. You got to see the table. You got a shot. So yeah, the, the goal should always be to win the Big Ten. Pretty much, the goal should be when we're looking at our season. We're in the Big Ten East. Our goal should always be we got to beat Ohio State. That's yep. that's the standard. We got to figure out how you beat them because that. Everything's always going through Columbus to win the Big Ten, yep. win the Big Ten East for sure. So, I don't see that right now. I mean, we haven't really talked much about this, and I don't know if you wanted to go there, but where do you see this going? Like, where do you see us going after the season? Do you think? I mean, what? I mean, pretty much, this coach going to be here? That's what I'm asking. I mean, you can listen to everyone. I mean, Colton, Will, Valenti. I mean, they're all making points, and everyone's calling for it. You know, I and I don't – I see that this is the year that he does retire. I think Coach D does retire. I mean, if anything, that you'd have respect at the end of the season. You know, no one here would ever say anything otherwise. I mean, yeah, people are calling for the name, but I don't think it's that. I think it's more of a out-of-respect feeling that I'd have. Um, and And – Others would argue the, oh, who would you get? Who's better? I've done it. Who cares? I've done it. At this point, there's a combination of things that's happened that's really gotten us here. You know, you can say the O-line. You can say injuries. uh, You can say coaching switch at staff. You can say recruiting. All of this plays a factor. But the biggest thing to change right now is how do you get better players to play at Michigan State? Recruiting's got to be the first start. Um and once you get a recruiting base, then we can start developing. And then we can move forward. I mean, last year, we had one of the best offensive line recruits that we possibly have. So you, so you do have like a small bullet in the chamber, if I may, ready to go. But that means nothing when you don't have any of the skill players that were all left out or dismissed from programs. So where do you build from there? What skill players do you know? I mean, we just got another commit today, uh, yesterday, which is great. But we still need someone that can consistently recruit and, and not necessarily just the Midwest. And I don't know how you do that at Michigan State, but if it's not Coach D doing it, someone will be able to fill that spot, right? Yeah, I mean, like you said, I think it is it is time. Mark had, has built us up for since 07 to the highest heights we've ever seen. And I don't know if he has 
does he have it in him to do it again, to change everything he's always been, to fire his friends and change with the times, to build his program back up again? And what, then we're good in five years and then he leaves then? Like, I, he's going to leave soon anyway. You know, he's getting negatively recruited against on the you know on the recruiting trail by other coaches saying he's going to leave soon, and then that scares recruits away. You know, you hear all about, all about that. We don't recruit. Our staff's not very good at recruiting right now anyway. There's no juice in the program. We're having one of the worst recruiting cycles we've ever had this year with this class. Um, with the reshuffling of the staff and not making the changes in the offseason that he needed to make and that – the administration just letting them do that. I mean, I said this to you on Saturday, and I've heard from other people mention it again, and it's funny that I mentioned it, is that, you know, this year he was going to win his 110th game and be the winningest coach in Michigan State football history. Mm-hmm. And he got it. Yep. So now he has that. So did he come back just for that? And then he just didn't fire anybody because it's like, hey, it's one more year. I want to be here with my guys, win it, and then I can, you know, walk off into the sunset. Maybe, maybe this team look going into the season they could win nine, ten games. So maybe he thought he could strike lightning in a bottle one more time, go off on top, you know, winning a Big Ten championship or winning ten games and having a good season. So I don't maybe I don't blame him all for that. I don't even blame him for wanting to do it with his friends. I mean, it is a little selfish, but I think he's earned it to an extent. Mm-hmm. But things are just adding up to like him leaving. I mean, you heard rumors at the beginning yep. of the season, even, and we talked about this even after the Arizona State game, and we kind of like held off on it because like, oh, we don't want to go there yet. But you know, you'd heard things in the media from local and national writers, and it would make sense. In in, I agree. It would make sense. You know, I don't. I don't know if I. I, I fully buy the. I'm doing it for the hundred tenth. I think this year was a was a play on house money, if I may. Right, you you go in and say, you know what, I can get my hundred tenth win. If I do ten and two, I save my job, save my boys their job, and we can keep riding this thing out. We can just coast in the sunset, or we go three and nine, and you know what, I hang it up and retire, and we're all going to be gone anyway. So I mean, it's kind of almost a house money type of season, and obviously we're going to the negative side of it too. Yeah, I think the, we just the, need some juice in the program. I think everyone's kind of... The sad thing is, regardless of what we do, right, there's three options, right? One, no one leaves, which would create a boycott and mutiny in yep. the streets of Ace Lansing. Two, D'Antonio stays and, and the offense of coaches are gone, let go, and we get new guys. Or three, all of them go, right? And regardless of what option you take there, I don't think any of them are going to make a lasting impact year one no year one won't happen so we now know we're back into rebuild in a three to five year rebuild so why don't we just get someone new agreed i'm not against that either right i'm not against it because then you can get someone that could change the negative recruiting factor right now and i think that's probably the most important thing right now do you think that if he does decide that he's going to retire that he announces it before the end of the season or does he Ooh, does he I, let you, it I, go? I know where you heard this one too, but I thought about it before. I I don't think he would. I mean, he might tell the team. No, no, I don't think he does. But as as an avid fan, if you're going to do it inevitably, if you if he knows today, 
if today him and his wife and the kids all had the conversation and they know at the end of the season, they're going to go, it is his duty to tell now for the program. It's the right thing to do. But if he's not 100% sure today, which I probably doubt he is. You doubt that he he doesn't know? I don't think he knows yet. I think he could try to ride this out. I don't really want him to. No, and I and I understand that. I respect everyone else that's seen that too. I got no, I got nothing against it yet. I would like a new recruitable or a much better recruiting coaching staff. Yeah, I mean, people are scared that like, oh, if you get a new coach, you know, the recruits we have are going to leave. It's like, yeah, but leaving. eventually he's going to have to leave. So yeah. why don't we do it this year when? It looks like we're going to be down anyway because we're going to have to bring in a lot of defensive starters. Got to have a new quarterback. Yeah, the ones I'm worried about are like, you know, Dobbs and, and, the, and the guys that bought in this year and felt this year one. You know, that, that's who I'm worried about. I hate to lose Dobbs and those guys. You know, it's not like the you know the 2020 class isn't a stellar class either. So, Yeah, you might lose some guys to attrition, no doubt, and, but. We, I mean, we're losing guys everywhere too. I mean, we lost guys. But then, in the basketball say you you bring in a guy that's like, he's probably going to be younger, have more energy, have new ideas, and that invigorates the program, even invigorates the guys that are here. Like, I don't think it's all bad if he did end up leaving. That he did or did not. That if he doesn't leave, I mean, if he does leave, I'm sorry. If Mark does leave, I don't think you said you're talking about losing guys. I'm sure you mean like Julian Barnett and like guys that can be more dynamic on the offensive side. Like you don't want them to leave because they recruited, gonna, they committed I, to this coaching staff, and now like there's a new one coming in. I don't think that bringing in new blood will kick it, will make all people want to leave. You know, it's no, and it, no, and I don't think it will. And I don't think that even if we did lose some of those new blood into it too, is it going to be de- detrimental to the future? It might set us back one more recruiting class, but hey, like we said, we've got a three to five year plan anyways. Well. We're good. And, and even you say that, plans. like you know, people are writing off 2020 already. It's like I won't write them off yet. I mean, you don't even know what we're going to see. I, I mean, I wrote off 2017 as us going maybe going six and six, and we went nine and three. Today, so, today, right now, 2020. What do you think we are? Just, not, I know you don't. I six, know you six, don't know. Schedule. I don't know the schedule. I mean, I know the schedule, I but I don't know who's going to be in the team. I would say like a six and six, seven and five team. But yeah, yeah, I'm not going to write them off. Me like they're going to turn me so because you never know. You never know going in. With, well, yeah, you don't know the Big Ten is. You don't know yeah, injuries, other teams. You know whatever happens, you we'll don't even know going but in. But we'll still be middle pack Big Ten, which is uh, to me unacceptable. Yeah, so I mean, if we're if we're that can, we need to be at least be competing against Ohio State every other year. Every other year, we should be right in that game. I don't think we could beat them every single year. I don't no. think that's realistic. But I think every other year you should be able to say that game we could have We been need to there. be in the game. We haven't yes. been in the game for the last three years. years. Three years. We were in it in 2016, shockingly. And the last three years we have not been in the game. We I can't. mean, we're going to have major problems next year. I mean, who's the quarterback? Yeah, right? I, I That's hear number one. I hear no, you. I mean, I like, I like Collins. I Maybe Devontae Dobbs and, and, and it's all line class starts up. And, hey, maybe that is the guys that need to do it, you know. The defensive line will be just as strong, um, maybe a little bit shyer because you got some all stars there. But you got guys in the in the tank ready to go. Yeah, they haven't even played that good this year anyway. So, <clears throat> I, I, I you know what, I, I think the biggest thing is is our secondary has been just terrible, uh, an obliterate, obvious weakness 
in it. I mean, this is not the no-fly zone anymore. You know, the, the, the strategy here is saying that we can get to your quarterback fast enough so we don't have to put so much safety back in, in coverage, and we can play you in the 5- to 15-yard game. And guess what? We just give up the 5- and 15-yard game every time. I mean, the, literally the game plan to beat State right now, hit the flats. Run side to side. And that's what Indiana, Ohio State, you know, the blueprint, blueprint is already there. I mean, you, you can't tell me that two weeks Penn State's not going to do the same thing. Illinois is not going to do the same thing. They know how to beat us. Yeah, and for going back to this year's team, it's the most undisciplined team I think we've ever seen under Mark D'Antonio, too. I mean, we had how many offside penalties? Two of them that got – after we stopped them on third down, they got a first down because we were offside. It's like that's lining up in their side. Like, come on. How do you let that happen? We had a 12 men on the field. Multiple times this year. Multiple. It's, you know, and then we now we talked about the, the jump around. I mean, maybe this is me being like old man right now, but <laughs> our team was jumping and jump around when it's in the third quarter. We're down 31-0. Like, I personally don't want to see my team jumping around. When we're, if we're in a tight game, even if we're down 10, if we're, you know, we're in a thin striking distance and they want to get hyped for the fourth quarter, I could see the team jumping up and down to jump around. We're down 31-0, and they're jumping around like crazy, like they're having a good time. When yeah, the and, fans and, and, at all travel so, there are just pissed to, off. And to, like, clarify, that's terrible. I, I, and to clarify, I see it too. It wasn't like a jump around like I'm getting ready for the fourth quarter. It was like a jump around I'm kind of silly happy. Yeah, exactly. Like if it was like a What's silly jump happy around about with losing? four fingers on the hand going up and like like ready to go and like in the zone, I get that. This was like, oh, I'm taking a selfie type of moment type of thing. Yeah, so how is a coaching staff letting this happen? That's another reason why I think it points to being done like – I think if they really were in it for the long haul, this would have been cut out. I think they're almost like mailing it in a little bit. Yeah. All right. We jumped past this. I have one good question here for you for the game. Um, and we'll get back to this, this future stuff, but I have five stats for you. I want you to give me the worst one of them all. These are five bad stats. You give me the worst one from the game. All right. Stat number one. Turnover ratio, two to one, lost. Number two, first downs, 22 to seven. Number three, third down efficiency, two of 14. Number four, passing yards, 119. Or number five, rushing yards, 30. (laughs) Which one was the more embarrassing Stat, do you think? The first downs one was super embarrassing because I'm pretty sure we got our first first down end of the second quarter and there was like a Bronx <laughs> cheer for us getting it. Like, oh my God, we finally got one. Like, I would like to know on that stat how many of those were in the fourth quarter when like we had they had Lombardi, we had Lombardi in and they put in their second stringers, like probably four of them at yeah, least. probably, probably. So it says seven, but it's, it's worse than that. So... That's to me the worst thing. I mean, they're all bad, but I, like you said, the most embarrassing loss in the Antonio area. I mean, in my opinion, you, yes. The way they you, played, I, undisciplined, like they're not carrying, they quit. That's there's not a good stat in here. I can't find one. We're two for two and fourth down efficiency. Shouldn't get there. I mean, that's it's just embarrassing. But that's where we are. Future I mean, not looking so bright. Yeah, this is what I want to say too. Mark did his. 
maybe the best coach we'll ever we've had at Michigan State. Mm-hmm. But the program is still bigger than him. So he leaves. Everything will the program will go on. Like we will be okay. Like everyone that's freaking out about it, it's like we'll figure it out. Now, do I believe in this administration to make the right hire? Honestly, I don't. And that's the sc- <laughs> and, and that's the scariest part. That's okay, the scariest okay. part for me because. There was a what was his name like Dave Dave Harns. He think he writes for the yeah. Only Colors. Yeah, he emailed or he interviewed Bill Beekman at the end of the beginning of the season, and he had a question to him asking him, "Hey, when Izzo and D'Antonio do leave, you know what what's the sites gonna be? You know what you know when are you gonna go from there? What's the plan?" And his comment was like, maybe he was joking. I don't know the tone, but it's like, "Oh, we hope Izzo and D'Antonio stay forever." You know. And that's what I'm trying to convince them to do. But, you know, if they do end up leaving, it's like how I don't like the answer. Like if they do and like, dude, you got to have a plan because if you don't have a plan ready, like a, most ADs that are competent will have like a list of eight to ten guys right now. Like, hey, if my coach came in tomorrow and told me he's quitting, I need to have or retiring or leaving for a new job. I need to have a plan ready to go. And a list of guys that I think I can go get. I highly, highly doubt that Bill Beacon, one, even thinks D'Antonio's going to leave. And two, yep. has a list. Yep. And that's sad. And that's an embarrassment. And All right, give it, give us the list. I'm going to give you one name everyone's talking about right now. I mean, I said it from the first tailgate. You did. People thought you I was did. crazy. I said Luke Fickle, and now it's you coming did. out that it is. You did. You did. And now it's coming out that everyone's saying that. And it, I always said it made sense for everyone's reasons they're saying now. He recruits Ohio like crazy, yep. and that's where yep. we built our team. Yep. He was a defensive coordinator at Ohio State, so was Mark D'Antonio. He's now head coach at Cincinnati, so was Mark D'Antonio. D'Antonio. Like he, it's there's been rumors of him like you know holding out for a Big Ten job like this. And look and look at his recruiting right now at Cincinnati. Cincinnati's killing the game. Yeah, they're taking guys from us. So I know. I mean, I said that name a while ago. People that I talked to, you know. No, no insider. I'm no insider at all. That was just me looking at, you know, <laughs> me thinking this could be D'Antonio's last year when the rumor came out, and I was like, oh, who who could we possibly replace him? Luke Fickle would make complete sense to me, and now it's coming out that way. Would he leave for us? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't idea. know either. You know, you say Alex Grinch, who's a yeah. defensive coordinator at Oklahoma, used to be defensive coordinator at Washington State and Ohio State. He's got Ohio roots, so it's another guy that I can see. You know, he's young up-and-comer possibility i mean you can recruit ohio i mean those are the names that i know pretty much like those are like logical yeah logical there's probably more guys out there like you know well and, and, smaller again, the short, this is just a short list too i mean we're not and we don't even know yeah, we don't even know exactly so it's a short list but i, mean, I just I thought it was funny you, to me that with my name when i said luke you said this year you, you texted <laughs> sure me at the beginning of the season i i saw it and i was like I mean, it makes sense. I mean, the guy's proven himself. I liked him when he in, was the interim at Ohio State. I mean, he knows what a Big Ten program needs. He knows what a winning Big Pro- Ten program needs. And he's been a part of it. He's done it at Cincinnati. Which, by the way, congrats to Cincinnati for getting the coaches they get. BK, Mark D'Antonio. Yeah. I mean, they are they get good coaches. And they just push people out of uh into better spots so yeah i mean and it makes sense with luke too just because i think he may have wanted to go to ohio state but now that ryan day is there like when's yeah ryan day goes like the nfl like where's he gonna go like he's gonna be there for a long time he seems like a great coach he took him up even a step higher than urban had in the last couple of years yeah so like, i don't see him getting that job anytime soon 
it would make sense there. You know, he recruits Ohio, all that stuff. But who knows what's going to happen with that. Names, you know, who maybe want to come here. And he also fought with Harbaugh this offseason, so that's always good, too. Yeah, so there would so, be even better rivalry there. That would be perfect. So, you know, that would be cool if that does happen. If Who knows when this – I just hope that, you know, we're talking about it right now. Let's – does Bill Beekman have this guy on his list? Does he even have a list? That's what I'm saying. Like, this – does anyone believe – in this administration and this guy to do it. I mean, it's the same administration that botched everything with the NASA situation and embarrassed the, embarrassed the alumni and embarrassed the school and embarrassed the community with the way they handled everything. Like can these same people with the AD we have now make a smart decision? No, I don't think they have to prove that they could before I trust them. I don't think think any of them have the spine to do anything either. Oh, this is a nice job. I kind of like this job right now. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna wave the waters here. Okay, Mark. Okay. And we just need. We need some. We need some stronger individuals in the leadership. I think in coaching we need better recruiting. And I think for players' sake and this rest of the season's sake, we need motivation. And maybe the, and the coaching, not the coaching staff. Maybe the players need to hear like a different voice. It's been the same guys for so long. I know that players change, but guys been there for four, you know, same players been there for four or five years, the same coaches. And there's a reason why in the NFL coaches change. You know, you can be successful and they leave. I always take the I always take the soccer thing too. It's like coaches in soccer could be successful for three years and then they realize that like, you know what, I've won the championship in the last three years, but you know, my voice is kind of getting drowned out by the players now. Let's change it up. Even though we, we were successful, like, they need some change. Like, you don't think that these 18, 22-year-old kids are maybe sick of hearing the same voice and the same thing over and over again? Nothing new. They know exactly well, what Mark's going to say that. when he comes to every meeting. And Well, you take that and you tri- uh, attribute to losing. I hear this. This is our game plan. This is our strategy, and we lose. Here's what we hear. Here's our game plan. Here's our strategy, and we lose. Or even like, hey, we lost. Let's circle the wagons. Like, how many times can Mark circle the wagons with the speeches? And like, he probably doesn't have much more to like give to him. That guys have already heard it all. So where, you know, where's the new spark for these guys? Where's the team to rally around when they've probably heard it all already? It sucks to talk about, but like, I'll say this: Let's put up a statue ASAP for the guy. I'll love him forever as our coach. I mean, he was there when we were in school. He'll be probably our, the coach we resonate with the most for our whole whole lives. When we relate I to will Michigan always, State, you know? always, always bring up in positive light. Mark yeah, Michigan. of course, and let's hope it it stays that way. Because if he he leaves this year, even if we go six and six in the year, he'll be positive, to me at least. So maybe yeah. some people will think differently because they think he held on no, too and long. I think, no, no, I, I maybe some, and I, you got to take out all the the crazy, crazy individuals too, like all the negative board posters and everything like that. But yeah. like, I try to be like passionate but rational about everything, right? And then, <laughs> and, and I think most people, well, end of the day, I mean, he's just going to be celebrated. Celebrated. Yeah. He'll, he'll walk off a stage. He'll be, like you said, there's a statue. Uh, he'll be. He'll be rewarded for his tenure here. Now, again, we don't know. Who knows what this season brings? And there's a little bit of me saying there's probably a little bit of stubbornness in in Mark that exactly. might try to go I, another I year. Know. I was hoping he would have uh, 
the press conference today. I think they're not doing it because of the bye week. I don't know how their schedules work with the media, but you, I kind of kind of interested in what he would say because the word's out there right now that people kind of want him to retire. Yep. And he, I kind of want him to have him talk about what happened this past week and kind of like where he sees things going. And here's something from him. You know when I thought he would stay for a long time, though? You remember when he got called out by ESPN in 2018? And yeah. They were about to go play Wisconsin in basketball. And they're like, Mark Antonio's going to have a press conference a half an hour before the game. And I was like, he's either going to admit to these things, that these false accusations that ESPN gives, and he's going to quit, or he's going to come out and be a badass and just say, F you guys. And I'm the man. I am not what you guys are t- calling me, and all this. And he came out and he did just that. He said he never did. Followed all rules. Blah blah blah. And that's like, oh, he might have the juice. But since then, it's kind of been like, eh. Oh well, I mean, what was it? Since the Alabama game, nothing positive's come out of it. The Alabama game was the uh, tipping point. Yeah, I mean, other than the only thing that's been good since he's left there is probably 2017, the wins against. Michigan and Michigan. Penn State. And even the Michigan thing is like we got lucky. I mean it was the best it was the best ending to a game I've ever watched cuz I'm you know I love that stuff but I'm talking yeah. about 2015 with the fumble. Or 15, yeah. But I'm talking 2017 in the rain. Like that wasn't lucky you played you know balled out with a team that you know Michigan came in all the hype, but those are the two highlights since the Alabama game and that's it. Yeah. After that you're just like we're still kind of meh. Falling back to that seven and five. Yep. Apathetic. Well, we got a bye week next week, um, so we'll we'll do the Penn State review next week. Uh, maybe we talk some basketball though, because you know what? That's what everyone's saying. When's the basketball season? It's coming up. <sighs> we we might, might we might do it next week, but we we could hold it off for the second bye week because maybe we could be strong enough to hold it to then. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, you know, um, we should be playing a lot Gen- to go Gonzaga through, here soon. Maybe we'll oh, talk about so the, much the secret skimmage that's not so secret. And you know, Izzo said today, Hauser will most likely be announced whether he's in or out this season. Terry decommitting. Terry I mean, decommitting. There's so much, so much to go off in basketball. Maybe we do have to do it next week. But I think today, on a sad, sad day for Michigan State football, I think we should wrap it up and enjoy the bye week you know enjoy enjoy a couple other football games without having to be yeah, miserable go to the apple orchard or something <laughs> do something outside get in your exercise kids <laughs> with that being said uh as always you can uh, reach us out at red cedar Rap at gmail.com for any questions comments love to hear it and with that being said as always go green go white <laughs>